following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Rock, rock, rock and
this was a fraudulent election. Who would attempt to rally up a mob and try to stage a coup to steal a fair election? Who's so fuck he couldn't hold his job, he's begging like a little bitch. The loser, the loser. It was a landslide election. We won the election and it's not fair to take it away from us. How could anyone defend the calls he's made? It strikes on free democracy. Maybe they would finally grow some balls if they'd stop thinking only of their own damn selves. Consider the evidence. Ambition. Ambition. This is my opportunity to stand up. Ambition. Election. Ambition. This was a fraudulent election. Ambition. I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. He says he only needs 11,000 votes to win. He swears they stuffed the ballot box, but girl, they didn't. Delusion. Delusion. The election that just occurred, quote, was rigged. They do a nice spread. Transition. Transition. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. Transition. We will never concede. Who would attempt to study a Without sedition, his lies would be as shady as a Twitler with no proof. This was a fraudulent election. Girl, bye. A Twitler with no proof. Uh, love it. Randy Rainbow, who has been very quiet lately. Oh, hey, sorry. No, we're done. Sorry. Ooh, Marjorie Taylor Greene came up with on another uh, song. We're, we're not going to do that right now. Maybe another time. So that's how we get going on this big Newsday Thursday with a little round of sedition. And now, 11, count them, 11 arrests today, uh, led by uh, Stuart Rhodes, the leader and founder of the Oath Keepers, arrested by the FBI, charged with seditious conspiracy. Finally, we're getting to where we need to be. So it's, unfortunately, though, it's one step up and two steps back. So that's, the kind of good news <laughs> that's really and i guess well no that that i would say is the good news i guess uh, i don't know that i'd call this good bad or indifferent but um buckingham palace issued a statement today saying that britain's prince andrew will continue not to undertake any public duties and is defending this case as a private citizen he lost his military affiliations and remains patronages, oh, and remaining patronages as sexual assault case moves forward. Hold them accountable. Whether they raped a young girl 
at, you know, um, Jeffrey Epstein's urging, or they commit sedition. Either way, prosecute the people who deserve to be prosecuted. Okay, so there's the somewhat good news today, yes, such as it is. The bad news, I guess we can start with the Supreme Court. We were expecting this, but it nevertheless it still sucks when it comes. The Supreme Court, led by three um, crazy right-wingers who are sitting in stolen Supreme Court seats, the Supreme Court blocked Joe Biden's vaccine mandate or vaccine or test mandate for U.S. businesses. So the way it was, um, uh, they, they heard the two challenges to the, the vaccine mandate for businesses with 100 or more employees and for healthcare workers. But they kind of split the baby there. So the, uh, they said no to businesses. They, you can't mandate vaccine or test for workers and businesses of any size. But it looks like they're allowing the mandate for most healthcare workers. They actually sent both da- back down to the lower courts but they they signaled that if it does the they do make it back to the Supreme Court they will rule against the mandate for businesses but they'd probably allow it for most healthcare workers and i got to say if i ever ever um uh, had to go to the hospital or go to a doctor's office and i found out that any of the nurses or doctors or people working there were not vaccinated i'd be out of there faster than you could shake a stick that's an old person. They shake a stick. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't stand for it. And I almost feel like before I go to a doctor's office that I want to call and ask, is everybody there vaccinated? I think it's within my rights. So there's that. Here's another piece of kind of bad news. I don't know that I'd really call it bad, but it's fucked up. The Republican Party today sent a letter to the Commission on Presidential Debates, saying that it's working to ensure that if Donald Trump, they're already assuming he's going to be the nominee, if Donald Trump doesn't want to do a presidential debate, he doesn't have to. Are you kidding me? Um, Okay, the the Times, Maggie Haberman wrote, the nonprofit commission founded by the two parties in 1987 to codify the debates as a permanent part of presidential elections describes itself as nonpartisan. But Republicans have complained for nearly a decade that its processes favor the Democrats. They complain all the time, that shit. It's not true. But anyway, Ronna Romney McDaniel demanded that there be changes made to how debates are held, how moderators are chosen, and said that voters have lost faith in the commission. So she said they will not require their candidate, who they're sure is going to be Donald Trump, to participate. There is no more democracy. There is no more democracy. And uh, I think we just have to accept that. All right, now there's the ugly. You ready for the ugly? The ugly is one Kirsten Cinema. So Kirsten, so so today, Joe. You know what? I I need to back up. Let me let me explain. And I was going to go into a lot of this yesterday, but we got sidetracked and wound up talking about privatization and Medicare. Um, I was going to do some of this stuff in the first half hour, but didn't have the time. So let me share with you what 
Chuck Schumer, the the process that he devised, because, um, you know, he said he's going to ram through, um, he's going to push through the filibuster and proceed with voting rights legislation using a procedure known as messages between the houses. Okay, the best explanation I found of this came in a Twitter thread from Mark Elias, the, 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 the election rights attorney who's doing a great work. He's the one who defended us against all of Donald Trump's bullshit allegations of voter fraud. And his group is called Democracy Docket. So on Twitter, they wrote, um, uh, this, this is the explanation of this. When the House and Senate pass different versions of the same bill, the bill must go through reconciliation in order for the chambers to approve the same text. Messages sent between the houses is a form of reconciliation. Now, this is confusing because this is not the recon- this is me talking. This is not the reconciliation we talk about when they want to pass a bill with only 51 votes, right? Like like they would have done with Build Back Better. Like they did with um, you know, with a number of like they did with the Affordable Care Act. That's that's reconciliation, but it's a different reconciliation than what we're talking about here. Okay, so this is just reconciling and merging the two versions of the same bill between the House and the Senate. It's another way to do it. So here's what happens. So they send it back and forth to each other with revisions until a final text is agreed upon. Once the bill has been sent between chambers three times, not one time, not four times, but three times, three times, the motion to proceed then cannot be filibustered in the Senate. That's basically saying they can't filibuster opening debate. They can still filibuster later on, but we're not there yet. So Democrats in the House did. Uh, I, I'm going to bring this. I, I'm going to. I'm going to um, edit this this uh, Twitter thread as I go along to bring you up to date on what happened. So Democrats in the House actually did this yesterday. They took a bill that had already undergone messages between the houses three times. It was a bill having to do with NASA that they did it with. They stripped out the text in the NASA bill and substituted that language with the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. So basically, they stripped out everything but the title. But it, because it's still that bill structure and it's been undergone messages between the two chambers of Congress three times, it, they could quickly send it to the Senate. Once the Senate receives the bill, it goes to the floor for debate. The Senate Republicans cannot filibuster debate on a bill um, that has gone through this process, even though they've already um, done it three times prior on voting rights legislation in 2021 alone. They will then have to go to the floor and debate the bill. So the debate is forced. During the floor debate, Senators will give speeches about the bill, about filibuster reform, and they will introduce, they'll propose amendments to try to remove voter protections. After the senators speak, a motion will be made to end debate on the bill and move to final that passage. That's when the Republican senators could filibuster. But that would also be the opportunity for Senate Democrats to pass a carve out of the filibuster rules for voting rights legislation. So back to this Twitter thread, it says, well, it's not known how long debate will last. We can expect that a final vote will happen by Monday. 
Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That was the deadline that Schumer set earlier this month in his first Dear Colleague letter. So you got that all? That that, that all makes sense? So as of today, um, well, last night, late yesterday, the House did approve the rule covering the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. The vote was 220 to 202, split right down party lines. And again, these two pieces of legislation were mashed together under as H.R. 5746. That is the NASA Enhanced Use Leasing Extension Act of 2021. Complicated enough for you? The, the, boy, the rules of Congress are so antiquated and weird. But that measure was expected to be approved today by the House. Whether that's happened yet or not, I don't know. But... They used this NASA bill to meet the requirement of the bill that's already gone through the messaging between the two houses three times. So if the House passes the package today and sends it over to the Senate, Schumer can start the process immediately. You know, do the whole debate. He would then file cloture to cut off debate tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow night. And then Saturday is called an intervening day as required. Then a cloture vote could be held on Sunday. At that point, I'm still reading to you the text, um, uh, the text, the, the Twitter, uh, the Twitter thread. At that point, the Senate would be attempting to break the expected re- Republican filibuster at a 60 vote threshold. Democrats will be unable to get cloture, even if Schumer at that point tries to use the nuclear option to change the Senate rules. He'd have to go through the parliamentarian who would say, well, the filibuster applies to voting rights legislation, so you can't use the other reconciliation process. So unless Manchenema changed their dug-in positions, the move would fail. I got to ask you at this point, what is the point when at least two of these 50 senators caucusing with the Democrats will not support any changes to the filibuster? It's all kabuki theater. So you had um, uh, this. This is wonderful. So so Joe Biden early this afternoon is heading over to uh, to the Capitol for a lunch with the Democrat with the Senate Democrats, something he hasn't done in quite a while. All right. On his way over there to deal with this issue, Kirsten Cinema gets up on the floor I I couldn't make this stuff up if I tried. Gets up in the Senate and delivers uh, a House speech. I'm not going to play the whole thing for you, but I will play the pertinent part and be ready to barf because it's it's that upsetting. This is Kirsten Cinema today in the Senate as Joe Biden is making his way over to the Senate. This is Kirsten Cinema. About these state laws. I strongly support those efforts to contest these laws in court and to invest significant resources into these states to better organize and stop efforts to restrict access at the ballot box. And I strongly support and will continue to vote for legislative responses to address these state laws, including the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act oh, please. that the Senate is currently considering. Oh, please. I support these bills because they strengthen Americans' access to the ballot box, and they better ensure that Americans' votes are counted fairly. It is through elections 
that Americans make their voices heard, select their representatives, and guide the future of our countries and our community. These bills help treat the symptoms oh, of the disease. She sounds like she's going to cry. But they do not fully address the disease itself. No, you're the disease. And while I continue to support these bills, I will not support separate actions that worsen the underlying oh, disease of division infecting our country. The debate over the Senate 60 vote threshold shines a light on our broader challenges. There's no need for me to restate my long-standing support for the 60 vote threshold to pass. Your long-standing support, huh? There's no need for me to restate its role protecting our country. Protecting from our wild country. Reversals in federal really? policy. Wow. It is a view I've held during my years serving in both the US House and the Senate. And it is the view I continue to hold. Hey Kirsten, I got a song for you. Okay, so that's pretty infuriating, right? So that was today, Kirsten Cinema. You want to hear what a disingenuous, lying gaslighter she is? So what does that mean? Listen well, to this. Well, in the Senate, we this- no longer have 60 votes. Some would argue that we never had 60 because one of the... This is Kirsten Cinema in 2010, singing an entirely different song. Here we go. This was Joseph Lieberman. Wait, let me back but that up. Let me back that up so you can hear that again, because she... She smears Joe Lieberman. Isn't it ironic, don't you think, that Kirsten Cinema is today's Joe Lieberman? So what does that mean? Well, in the Senate, we no longer have 60 votes. Some would argue that we never had 60 because one of those was Joseph Lieberman. Oh. But that's yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, and Nelson, too, but really Lieberman. Um, Cinema. So, so now there's, um, I think as the president so eloquently said on Wednesday, there's none of this pressure, this false pressure to get to 60. False so what that means is that um, the Democrats um, can stop um, kowtowing to Joe Lieberman. Can we stop kowtowing to you? seek other avenues to move forward with health reform. And so it's likely that the Senate will move forward with a process called reconciliation, which takes only 51 votes. And by the way, it's not unusual. You may recall that before the Democrats took the Senate in 2008, that the Republicans controlled the Senate for quite some time. In fact, since around 1994, they never had 60 votes, and they managed to do a lot of really bad things during that time. Like you so want to do the now. reconciliation process is still quite available, and we will use it for good rather than for evil. Um, so, oh. <laughs> I'm a gaslighter. She's a gaslighter. Fucking everyone over. Oh, my God. I'm just so. Yes, I tweeted that out earlier today, as did a number of other people. Um, That is from 2010. It was during the time of the debate over the Affordable Care Act when, uh, you know, um, the things she's saying there. I want to I want to just shake her and say, listen to yourself. Oh, my God. So basically, Kirsten Sinema gets up on the Senate floor you know, before Joe Biden gets over there to have their lunch where they're going to deal with this matter, she goes in and and just, um, what's the word, cock blocks him? I, I am just astounded that this woman is still standing. Not that I'm telling anyone to do anything other than vote her out. Vote her out. The thing is, 
Here's the problem. We don't have a single seat in the Senate to spare. It's a 50-50 Senate, which really sucks. So, as I mentioned yesterday, you know, we've got two. And it's not to say there aren't others who might go along with them, but Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, Manchinema, as I refer to them, are 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 they are protagonists. They are I think they're representing the Republican Party. How else can you account for this this shit they're doing? Kirsten Cinema in that in that first clip I played says she's all for these two pieces of legislation. They're really important. But that the filibuster protects democracy? Bullshit. No, it doesn't. The filibuster is the antithesis of democracy. Number one, it's not in the Constitution. Number two, it gives the power to the minority. In a democracy, the majority rules. It makes no sense. Okay, so now Joe Biden is finally speaking forcefully on the issue. Why did it take this long? For months, months, myself and others have been screaming as much as I wanted to see Build Back Better get through. It's all going to be moot if, if our vote is neutralized, if we're not allowed to vote and if the republicans can just overturn the 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 results of a fair and free election because they don't like the results they don't like the outcome it 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 just makes no sense so um no both of them are not up for election um no stephanie is wrong um um uh what's his name (laughs) You're right. Neither one of them is up for. You're right. Sorry, I, I got it wrong. Neither one of them is up for election this cycle. Neither Mansion nor Cinema. Mark Kelly, who is the other um, Democratic senator from Arizona, who also wavers on this point. Believe me, Mark Kelly is no progressive, but I don't think he would stand in the way of 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 voting rights legislation going through and and again the 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 john lewis voting rights advancement act would basically just restore the voting rights act of 1965 that congress had always the senate had always re-upped unanimously in 2006 it was 98 to zero and i heard um somebody i forget who it was but um uh, uh someone um in a position of power or authority, say there were 16 members of the U.S. Senate uh, that are still there today, 16 Republicans in the Senate who were part of the Senate in 2006, who at that time voted to, you know, to renew the Voting Rights Act, including people like Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley and Chuck Hagel. I don't know if Chuck Hagel's still there, but, you know, the, the all the senior, John Thune, the senior Republic, Rep, Lindsey Graham, the senior Republican senators who were in the Senate back in 2006 all voted a no brainer. Of course, you renew the Voting Rights Act. What's different? Donald Trump. That's what's different. Donald Trump came in and said, you know what? You can say the quiet part out loud. Look, I will clear the air for you. I will do it to make it easier for you to do it. And he did. And so now they 
you know, they openly and proudly push Jim Crow um, era regulations. They want to return to those days. They want to keep people of color mostly from voting. All the while telling you, no, we made it easier to vote. No, they didn't. So here's the thing. You know, putting aside what Kirsten Cinema did today, which is hard to do. I mean, she's going to do it. At least wait until the president comes over and makes his case before you, 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 you bat his legs out from under him. You know, one of the reasons Joe Biden's approval rating keeps tanking, and it is. It's I think Quinnipiac now has him at like thirty three percent, and the the demographic breakdown is even worse. Young people. Don't trust him. You know why? Because he doesn't have control of his caucus. He's making promises, both on the campaign trail and while in office, that he is unable to keep. And why is he unable to keep them? Because of Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. It, it is opposite world in the worst form. It it just makes no sense. If they are Democrats, and I don't believe they are, why would they want to derail their party's platform? They're making it impossible for this administration to do anything else in in this year, in this, the second year of the 117th Congress. They're not going to be able to get any of this done. Handing... Our government over to the Republicans at a time in history when the Republican Party is not, does not espouse democracy, but authoritarianism and fascism. That's where we're headed. And it is, it's inexplicable. I just don't get it. It's not that I don't get what the Republicans are doing. They're doing what Republicans do. But why are the Democrats so ineffectual? Look, there are people like me who warned you during the primary season that Joe Biden, you know, if he were to get elected, would not be able to get things done. I so wanted to be wrong, and I was thrilled that I seemed to be wrong at the beginning of all this. Ay, ay, ay. But no more. Yeah, I mean... um, uh, I, you know, I, I will not make excuses for, um, I, I won't make ex- excuses anymore for this administration because these are self-inflicted wounds. Chuck Schumer handpicked Kirsten Cinema. He dissuaded anybody else who wanted to run for that Senate seat. He he told them, "Don't do it." Kirsten Cinema is our person. This is another example of opposite world. All right. Well, you know, I know he's going to say, I told you so, but he's entitled to it. Um, all right. So whose turn is it to mix up the dirty Debbie as well? I get Howie Klein on the line. Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes and they're all fresh. You're going to love our blue dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and French fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. 
It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. Little cookies, tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. All right, Howie Klein. So there are some people who, you know, got upset. They don't understand why we run that intro referring to Chuck Schumer as Chucky Schmucky. Well, he's the one who gave us Kirsten Cinema. That's and his, other horrible things. He's horrible. And other horrible things. He is uh, he was head of the DSCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he was the head of the DSCC, he was just like Rahm Emanuel. They worked together. Rahm was the head of the DCCC. Oh, God. And Schumer was the head of the, of the DSCC. And they used to, uh, you know, do everything they could to undermine progressives and always um, get corporate, uh, corrupt, conservative candidates. Well, like that, Kirsten Cinema. Right. That's, that's very true. Um, uh, it, it doesn't make it right. I mean, it's, it's, it, but so that's why people are going, well, Chuck Schumer is doing a good job now, isn't he? No, he isn't. Why did he do this whole thing with the, you know, stripping out the text of the NASA bill to put in the voting rights stuff without knowing for sure that he had the votes? You still have Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin saying we're not gonna we're not gonna get with you we're not gonna vote with you to to upend the filibuster, and he went through this whole charade what so that they could come out losers. Well, the good thing about it actually is that he's he's forcing them to take a vote, and, okay. and everyone else gets to take a vote too. So the Democrats who are for it. Can go back to their constituents and say, "Look, I voted for it," uh-huh. and then uh, and then Cinema will face the voters in a couple of years, and they will say, "Look what you did," and we are f- finished with you, and we will defeat you. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's. Uh, this, by the way, this was this wasn't um, Schumer's uh, strategy. He didn't want to have the vote for that reason. In other words, he didn't oh. want to do that to people, and uh, and Bernie, I don't want to say forced him into it, but Bernie talked him into it. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, Bernie wanted very much uh, to f- shove it in Manchin and Cinema's face. Okay. Which is what happened. But, but, that's you know, true. That was, that was the plan. Force them to vote no. Force them to, tell their, to te- uh, explain to their constituents why uh, the Jim Crow filibuster is still around. Right. And you did hear um, the, that, that video that is going around today. I, I posted it as, as well as so many others did. Of uh, Kirsten Cinema in 2010, bitching about Joe Manchin, um, and you know, and and having to get to 60 votes, and but you can't because Joe, not Joe Manchin, Joe Lieberman, you know. To, oh my God, can someone give her a mirror? She uh, looks. She, the only mirror she's looking at is the one that leads to uh, the piles and piles of cash she's getting. She was very poor. She was, you know, didn't have any money. She yep. was. She was not a rich person, and she is now. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that happens, you know. Yeah. Uh, by the way, somebody in the chat room made a, a, a Stephanie made a good um, observation. If Bernie Sanders had somehow gotten elected, um, and it, it, things wouldn't be any different. If we still had this same Congress 
uh, that that we got, right? So Joe Manchin, as much as I can't stand him, I've decided I'm going to quote him extensively and regularly because he got one thing right, exactly one thing right, when he said this. All they need to do is we have to elect more, I guess, for them to get theirs, elect more liberals. We have to elect more liberals. Yep, we made a, a really nice piece of art with that, with that, and we we run it all the time on Down with Tyranny as well, and we use it uh, to, you know, usually when we run it, we run it as a live, um, a live link. So people, you know, I say, click on Joe Manchin's nose, <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes to a uh, a donation page at Blue. Uh-huh. That that works. That works. Yeah. Uh, so you know what I what I don't get. I mean, what really it's rubbing salt in the wound is is her actions today that that Joe Biden was on his way over to the Capitol for a lunch with the Democratic caucus to talk through this whole thing. She preempts him by going to the Senate floor while he's on his way over there to say, I'm out. I will not vote for this. What the fuck? She was uh, feeling very, very pissed off about the thing that means most to her. And that was that she wasn't getting um, coverage in the media. All of the media coverage in the last two weeks has been about Mansion. It's all been about Mansion. And, and she, it was driving her crazy, just like absolutely crazy. So she, uh, you know, now she's, she, you know, today's a media day for her. She's loving it. Oh, she's, my God. She's a psychopath. I've been telling you and your audience for I don't know how long. For that, years. Uh, you know, I know her. I work with her. She's completely crazy. I mean, I'm using that in, in, in a clinical sense. She's crazy in a, cl- a clinical sense. This is an, an insane person. Yeah. You know, I went back. I went and looking. Schumer was, was warned, by the way. He, he, he knew what he was getting into. I so, I, you know, it's times like this that I wish I was a reporter and that I had a, a way to get to Schumer because my first question for him would be, so Kirsten Cinema was your choice, your pick for that Senate seat. Um, how do you feel about your choice today, Chucky? Schmucky. I, 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 oh, I want him to defend it. I want him, I want him to say, I fucked up, which he never no, he'll would. He'll never defend it. He'll say he didn't do it. He had nothing to do with it. Uh, you're listening to that crazy person, Howie Klein. <laughs> But he'll say he'll say he had nothing to do with it. Um, by the by, the way, uh, but everyone in Arizona, I mean in Arizona politics, knows otherwise. Sure. Because he, he also cleared this field. There were other people right. who wanted to run. It wasn't like they were giving her the seat. And and when Chuck Schumer came in, uh, you know, people felt that they really didn't have any any choice, and they they had to make way for her because of him. Yeah. No. He told others, "No, she's she's our choice. Go." get out, you know, clear, clear the field for her. Yeah. He's doing the same thing all over the country. Now he did, he did the same thing in North Carolina. We have a, another one just like her running uh, cherry Beasley. Uh-huh. He did. He, he did this. He was trying to do the same thing in Florida with his awful candidate there, mm-hmm. uh, Val Demings. And he does it all around the country. Does it all the time. That's his modus operandi. As they say, it's amazing, and and we're screwed. I mean, I'm just sitting here waiting for the 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 everything to fall in to implode on us, because that's the where we're headed. I know you're right. I wish I could, you know, uh, say otherwise, but I can't. Yeah, you know, we are on this mailing list together, and somebody 
um, uh, posted uh, new new uh, polling numbers. And uh, Quinnipiac has Biden at 35 approved, 54 disapproved. The numbers are horrible and they're dropping. But the worst part are the demographic breakouts. In the 35 to 49 age group, uh, Biden's approval is, this is again, according to Quinnipiac, 30% approval, 58% disapprove. And 18 to 34, it's 24 approved, 52% disapprove. These are not good numbers. I, 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 I'm, I'm mortified. I'm really afraid of what this country is going to look like come January 2023. And then after the 24 election, I, 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 I'm petrified. Well, you know, it's always going to be a lesser of two evils kind of situation anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all we're going to get. Uh, the Democratic Party doesn't know how to, how to uh, fight elections as a party. You know, there are individual Democrats who do, but in, the Democratic Party only knows how to fight lesser of two evils. You know, we, have, we may be bad, say whatever you want about us. We're terrible. We're terrible. We admit it. We're horrible. But they're worse. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I will always, I know, I know you have a thing. You will not vote for the lesser of two evils. I always will. I will go for the least worst option available. Um, it doesn't make me happy, but it's better than the worst option available. Well, no, I would never vote for the worst option or the or the or the lesser the, option. I just don't want to vote. I for understand, anyone. but I want. I have always no, I, voted I want against to see the Democratic Party breakup. That's really what I want. Okay, uh, I, you know, I'd like to see both parties break up. Mm-hmm. My vision is for a fascist party, uh, which is about half the Republicans now. And a progressive party, which is some proportion of the Democrats. Uh-huh. And then in the middle, there would be, you know, this just corporate party of, of conservative Democrats and uh, mainstream non-fascist Republicans. I love that idea. But but yeah. we can't split without them splitting. I And I've been saying for the longest time, I want the Republican Party to split. I want those never Trumpers yeah, to I stop too, becoming want- Democrats Quote Democrats. I want the Democratic Party to split also. Yeah. No, I, I we'll agree. We're never get anywhere. We're never going to get anywhere never. with Kirsten Cinema in the same party as Bernie Sanders. I know. When it's not, you know, it, it, there are all these awful Republicans who have different. I, uh, I'm sorry, awful Democrats from the Republican wing of the Democratic Party mm-hmm. who have who are antithetical to the to justice. They're antithetical to equality. They're antithetical to everything that we believe in. What are we doing in a party with these people? Yeah, you know, but Stephanie in the chat room just said it's a two-party system, Howie. It is, but it isn't, Stephanie. Political political parties are not even mentioned in the Constitution. It's just the way we've developed, but there's nothing enshrined in the Constitution that's saying we have a two-party system. Right. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's no reason to, to, you know, to say that. Um, once you you know sort of graduated from from uh, high school, right? Uh, you know we could easily have a three party system. We and could, then you, and then your friend can say we have a three party system. <laughs> no, it uh, you know th- that is the ideal, but it's like almost one side's got to go first. I don't uh, you know I want to see the damn you know never Trumpers form their own party. They threaten to do it. 
But now they're all becoming Democrats, and the thing is, they're not Democrats. They're from the Republican wing of the Democratic Party. We don't need more of those. We need to, as Joe Manchin says, elect more liberals, more progressives. That's what we need. Again, I I think about, oh, my God, if only Bernie were in. Well, you know what? If Bernie was in, but we got the same Congress, nothing would be different right now. Yes, right now you're right. But Bernie, unlike Biden, Bernie would uh, would be uh, camp like FDR threatened to do. Bernie would be camp. I think FDR even did it. Uh, Bernie would be campaigning for progressive Democrats yep. to replace conservative Democrats. Yeah. yeah, and also you know I I get it. I, you know I talk about LBJ using the power of the the presidency to make shit happen, and people do remind me that LBJ at least had. A, a, a decent sized majority in Congress, so he could, you know, get things done. He could demand, but yeah. and Biden doesn't have that. But I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not in his head, and I'm not listen. I'm not a fly on the wall, so I don't hear what's being said. But why doesn't he say to Mansion and Cinema, "You want some of this infrastructure money for your state? You will do what we need you to do." <laughs> that, was, that was the original plan, right? Don't you remember we had this thing where we, we won't with the two things have to be voted on together? Yep. But once they got once the infrastructure bill, which was largely written by Mansion and Cinema, yep. Once that bill got passed, they had no. There was nothing to make them uh, vote for the for the uh, Build Back Better anymore. Right. Nothing. No, nothing. And there was never any chance that it would happen. Right. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. So what do you what do you say to Pramila Jayapal? Was she just in a no win situation, or did she cave? I don't. I haven't said anything to her. Uh, she she you know yeah she caved. I mean that I, I think she, I don't think she would say that, but uh, you know she was she was absolutely guaranteed by Pelosi and Biden, the president of the United States, yep. that uh, Manchin had gave, given his word and that this was going to all be fine, and she had no other choice. It was it's like it wasn't like a choice between the two. Uh, so she could blow up the, um, the infrastructure, the hard infrastructure bill, uh-huh. the, 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 you know, the roads and bridges and stuff. She could blow that up and then there'd be nothing. Right. You're right. That, but you know, the, uh, you know, there were six Democrats, six, you know, real, the, the six real, uh, progressives who said, you know, fuck you. Right. You know, that's not our deal. Right. You, you want the infrastructure bill? You're going to have to vote for the social infrastructure bill too. And that's our deal. But, um, you know, there were, on, were only six of them. Uh, Bernie, not among them. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. The, 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 what was lost in all this is not only the Build Back Better and all the things that come along with it and all the things that Joe Biden promised, but what was lost was the belief that Joe Biden could get this done was the faith that the Democratic Party would come to the rescue and deliver on all the promises they made. One comment I read about why Biden's numbers are tanking the way they are is is that Biden comes off as ineffectual, probably mm-hmm. because getting jerked around by uh, members of your own party doesn't exactly scream effective. He campaigned as the guy who could get Republicans to work with him, whether he really believed it or said it because he knows voters like to hear it is now no, he ir- believed it. is now irrelevant. He's getting judged because surprise, he actually can't do that. And of course, vo- voters notoriously hate inflation and they blame the guy in charge for it. Right. Um, so 
it, it, that's why. Oh, it, it, you left one thing out, although it's sort of covered by the inflation thing, but it's more, it's something else, which is uh, gas prices. Gas prices, too. And the thing is, we've known the gas prices have nothing to do with who's in the White House. And they were so low during the last year because we were locked down. Nobody was driving anywhere. Do you remember when gas was so cheap that it was a negative amount? They would pay you to take a barrel of gas for a while, right? People <laughs> conveniently that. forget that. You don't remember that? I remember that. The, we're the, paying you to take gas? The cost of a barrel of gas was... You mean a barrel of oil? I mean a barrel of oil. Sorry. A barrel of oil was like underwater was because there was no demand for it and they kept pumping. So there was a, 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 a surplus of it and the price had dropped so low that it was a negative for a short while there. You don't remember that. It was during the, you know, while we were all in lockdown. Price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on lockdown. I wasn't driving. Right. Nobody was. I mean, that whole, that whole year I had like, I used one, I have a Prius, but I used one tank of gas. Right. So here, on April 20th, 2020, um, the front month, May 2020, WTI crude contract dropped 306% to settle at negative $37.63 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. Yes. I remember that so clearly. It's like they couldn't give it away. It was a negative price. Again, it's the world situation that controls that, not the president of the United States. Joe Biden actually released some oil from the, the strategic oil reserves to bring the prices down, and it did a little bit. But it's not him. The same thing. Inflation is a global problem now. Um, yep. It's not unique to the United States, but people here... Are, are dumb. I'm sorry, this country has been dumbed down. We used to have a great education system, but the Republicans, again, they're banning books and they don't want you to learn actual history. If I sound angry, it's because I am. We're watching everything slip away from us in real time. Yep. And, you know, Fox uh, is uh, probably the worst thing that ever happened to America. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would be funny if it weren't so... It's terrifying, right? I mean, it just like Trump's presidency it would be hysterical if it were a movie. It would be, you know, the, the the movie script that no studio would ever produce because it was too implausible. And we're living it. Yeah. And now, I don't know if you saw it today, the Republican Party is saying we are no longer going to cooperate with the Presidential Commission on Debates, even though it's I a did. non... Right? Because Donald Trump has the right to not participate if he doesn't want to. They used his name like they're already certain that he's their nominee. This is not a democracy. Notice? Yeah, and we all know it, right? And and we're sitting here powerless to stop this from happening. That's what's so scary. So I so I wonder if um uh, you know if if you know Trump actually could, can get, uh, he can certainly get the nomination. But I'm wondering if he can really win. I mean, it just doesn't seem likely to me. But you know how it does to me? Because on the left, we don't have people excited and motivated to go out and vote. The Democrats said, we're going to eliminate your student debt. We're going to give, you know, free pre-K. We're going to give, you know, free community college. We're going to do all these things and almost 
everything or almost nothing has gotten done because you know, of the Democrat, because of people who have a D next to their name. So the, the people who aren't as involved and in as invested in politics as we are, the, the average person out there is going, why should I vote for the Democrats again? They did nothing they promised to do. And Joe Biden has been painted as a doddering old fool. I guess he is one. Yeah, well, you're not going to have me arguing with you about that. I know. But what, the thing is, though, as terrible as the Democrats are, as terrible as Biden is, I think uh, most people will uh, look at Trump and say, no, no, we're not going back to that. Again. I hope so. But you know what? It's the Trumpers who are all enthusiastic. I mean, it's the, the enthusiasm gap. Now, when Bernie was running, he had enthusiastic crowds. He'd pull in thousands and thousands of people. Uh, uh, Biden is not going, going to. Um, no, elicit Biden will the, never be anything but the lesser evil. That, that, that's right. That, that's all. So who's going to excite the Democrats to vote? As we learned in Virginia, saying we're not Trump is not enough. Well, when Trump is on the uh, ticket, it might be. Maybe. I oh, I, I, if you're talking about the midterms, forget it. That, that's midterms, gone. we're fucked. Yeah, we are so fucked. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it, in uh, 2024, the presidential race, this is a disaster in the making. First of all, who knows if Joe Biden is going to even be lucid by then. Um, he, he, you know, Bernie's older than Joe Biden. Bernie comes across as a much younger man. Joe Biden doesn't. And again, it's Fox. It's the right wingers who've successfully branded him as such. Of course, uh, Donald Trump is great at marketing and branding. Um, and the Democrats have no response. What are you going to say? I mean, <laughs> you, you, I mean, that's not an argument you want to get into. What, I, I mean, even if you want to say, you, I mean, what, what he's not senile. He, you know, you, 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 I mean, it's a bad argument. Well, I don't honestly, I don't think he is. I think Joe Biden has always been a gaffe machine. That's him. He's a lousy public speaker. And don't yell at me that he's a stutterer. I get that. It doesn't matter. He's a bad public speaker. And he's also, I'm sorry, he's not the brightest bulb in the chandelier. He's not the, the smartest president we've ever had. And he and he's a gaff machine. Every time he opens his mouth, he puts his foot in it. Maybe not every time, almost every time. It doesn't make for a good presidency when the when the forces of the universe are working against you, which with a pandemic and everything that goes along with that, it is. So, uh, God, I uh, but I don't think he's senile. I really I just don't think he's a great communicator. You know, senile, it's not like one day you wake up. You go to sleep and you're fine. The next day you wake up and you're senile. It doesn't work that way. It, it's just a gradual process of, of uh, you know, uh, cognitive uh, deterioration. Right. And, and it happens at that age. Yes. Uh, and and you know what? There were people in their 90s who were very, very lucid. And, That's true. And, and, you know, I mean, look at Bernie. I mean, I know. You, know you listen to him speaking and, and he's, uh, he's, he's with fine. it. Right. And but, Biden, unfortunately, is not. And But so, so is you Donald Trump. He's not senile. Donald Trump. It, it, is as it's a, mentally well, he's senile, but Donald Trump is senile when he yes. was president. He's even yeah. more so now. Right. But, but the thing is, it, it's it's a process. I remember this guy who I worked for, um, who, you know, one day I was shocked that I re I realized that he he was kind of out of it, and and now it's uh, I don't know, fifteen or twenty years later, and he's not more out of it. 
it's like he got a little bit out of it and then it sort of stopped. He still, he still seems like the same that he was then. And, you know, he can get along fine. He, you know, he, he functions, you know, I mean, with myself, I'm, I'm, I'm 72, I think. And with myself, I find myself, it takes, it takes me a lot longer to find a word than it used to. Yeah, you know, me when too. I'm, when I'm me doing too. My, my blogging, you know, and, and a word is on the tip of my tongue yep. and I can't find it. And it used to be that it would, you know, it would take me 30 seconds and it would mm-hmm. come to me. And now it could be like two minutes. Yeah. Well, people hear it with me here on the show. I, I lose my I've train of thought. I've never heard it with you on the show. Oh, <laughs> all the time. In mid-sentence, I'll lose my train of thought. I know it could be the pot, but I... I purposely don't smoke pot before I go on the air. By the way, did you hear this? Total non sequitur here, but good news. Um, uh, uh, Scientists, cannabis can prevent COVID-19 infection. Did you hear this? This is amazing. I I, I did. I I didn't realize that. I I thought it was just a bunch of potheads pushing that. No. A new study has identified cannabis compounds as a therapeutic agent to prevent coronavirus infections by blocking the virus from entering human cells. According to this new study's authors, widespread use of these compounds from pot plants and a vaccination regime could help to fight the virus's spread and the disease it causes in people who get infected. Um, it's on Vice. I saw it in Business Week. Uh, I saw it in a few places. The, the story I have up here is at Vice. Uh, I'll, um, I'll, I'll put it on the blog today with the show. <clears throat> if you want, I'll send it to you. But it's, it no, was I in the- saw it. I saw it. I just, I, except I, I didn't read it. I just, because, you know, potheads or pot evangelists <laughs> always say, you know, it cures cancer, it cures yep. tuber- tuberculosis. So, you know, I, I, I automatically think that it's, you know, it's just, it, it would be that again. It's researchers from Oregon State University and Oregon Health and Sciences University. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, I'll take it. State University, they're all, they're all high all the time. <laughs> it beats not being high all the time. Um, yeah. So, hey, Howie, let me ask you this. I have a guest booked for tomorrow. Um, there's a chance we may have to postpone it, but as of now, he's going to be here tomorrow. And I'm wondering if you know him uh, because he is a he is a musician who actually served, I think, two terms in Congress. Maybe it was just one, but it might be two. Do you know who I'm talking about? It's not Beto O'Rourke. Uh, let's see. Yes, he, and he's from uh, New Hampshire. No, he's from New York. Oh. Oh, yes, of course he's from New York. Uh, who, uh, 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 you're the one. Or I'm the one. Someone's yes. the one. Yeah, you're oh, still the one, John Hall. You're still the I'm one. Old. He was the the band Orleans and Dance I, with Me John. was the other big hit that he had. Right. Well, he's got a new song out. Actually, with Dar Williams, got a new album coming out. But the song about saving the monarch, the monarch butterfly. So he's he's going to be my guest tomorrow. Great. Say hi for me. I, I certainly will. Do you know him? I do. He was one of the first people that Blue America ever endorsed. Really? Wow. And, well, and, and, and there you go. He was uh, not a Rahm Emanuel uh, pick. Rahm Emanuel had picked some uh, you know, cons- conservative woman uh, for that seat, and, uh, and John beat her in the primary, and then he went on to win the general election, ousting a Republican. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, he was in uh, the No Nukes concerts, and I always knew him, not for the Orleans songs, but he did this song called Power 
that was in the movie that's on the album and for it was one of my all-time favorite songs i mean it's just so good give me the warm power of the sun um and take all your atomic poison power away um and uh i always thought he that didn't song talk should be about there. uh uh I mean, he might have, and I just might have missed it, but he wasn't talking about it when he was in Congress, was, um, <laughs> oh, God. You lost it. Uh, when, when he, when uh, You're the One uh, was being used by Joe Lieberman oh. uh, as a campaign song, and he had, to, he had to get Joe Lieberman to stop. So there's a real backstory there, and you might ask him about that. I think he'll be really surprised that, it, that anyone remembers that. Okay, I'm making myself a note to ask him about that. I definitely will. Yeah, you're still the one. Da, da. And and I played that clip of Kirsten Cinema bitching about Joe Lieberman. Oh my god. I I would love to see her watch that right now and um and defend herself. Ugh. God, oh, she's yeah, infuriated. Oh like yeah, you ever defend herself. <laughs> did you did you see the video if you haven't you should go and see it that um it was put out by the uh the campaign the campaign of the Ohio progressive who was running for the Senate. Uh, Morgan Harper, just ripping into Kirsten Cinema and really? explaining the kind of senator that she plans to be as opposed to the kind of senator that Kirsten Cinema is. It, it just came out an hour or two ago. It's oh, very, wow. very I will find it and I will show it tomorrow because we're out of time for today. But definitely, well, I will d- look for that. And, and um, Morgan Harper running for where? Where? From where? The U.S. Senate in Ohio. Ah. Again, Schumer wants uh, Tim Ryan. He's insisting right. on Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan took two decades to finally figure out that he was going to stop being anti-choice. Two, two decades. Wow. And now all of the important stuff, he, he's, you know, he's not quite there yet. He's not quite there on anything. But he gives good floor speeches. He gets all fired up and angry. Well, they, he, did, he did one, yes. Yeah. They got it. It's like, it was like a, it's like being an actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, Morgan Harper, that's a name to know. So is she a, is she a Blue America candidate or of course of course, of course she is okay. of course she is cool i will find that tomorrow and, play it. and if you want to have her uh, come on the show uh i can uh, ask her cool all right we'll work on that by the way the book um uh that's called what's it called the book about 415 peace. records disturbing, disturbing the, peace. the peace um i have the author bill cop he's going to be here on january 28th it's a friday He's going to join us that day, and I guess it's going to give us time give give a time to show up on um, on uh, Amazon because that happened an hour ago. Oh, did it? Okay, so it's there. Cool. So I'm I'm going to read. He'll be on in a couple of weeks. I just have the next two Fridays booked, so it's in two weeks. He'll join us. So I'm looking Wonderful. forward to that. Great guy, and he's written other books as well. And uh, I was excited because uh, well, four one five the the numbers four one five are the police code for disturbing the peace. I don't know if it's oh. national. But in San Francisco, you call you know the, you call it a disturbing the peace thing, especially with loud music, and the police will will you know the police dispatcher will say we've got a four one five on the corner of Mission and Sixteenth, as they often did. Isn't that interesting? Because I always thought that it was four one five records because it was based in San Francisco. It was. It was both. Oh, okay. But we wouldn't have done it if it was just the area code of, of San Francisco. I see. What, what sold me on that name was the fact that it was the police code for disturbing the peace. That's what I loved about it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Well, you can imagine. I mean, you know, we had artists who were disturbing the peace just the way this time. Now we have candidates who are disturbing <laughs> the peace. Yes, like we Morgan do. Morgan Harper. Uh-huh. Well, in a good way. There's the good, like, like John good Lewis way. used to talk about, good trouble. 
Uh-huh. There's the good disturbing the peace, and then there's... And that's what he's talking about in that video today, John, uh, John Lewis. Okay. You, you'll, you'll like it. Definitely okay. watch it. I cool. have it posted on my blog, as a matter of fact. Oh, good. Then I'll, I'll get it from there, and I'll, I'll share it with the listeners tomorrow. And hopefully John Hall will be here. Um, yeah, there, there was some, something that may happen that will preclude him from coming here. I'm hoping everything is fine, and he'll be here tomorrow. Either way, I'll explain tomorrow. All right. Oh, Allison is here. You're still here. My daughter is is, is visiting today. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to run. Uh, Have say, a great visit. There's Allison saying hello to everybody. Um, okay. And a nice Bruce Springsteen shirt. Thank you. I wanted to change it before I went. Gotcha. Kind of a mixed bag. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, you're going to your class. She had a shirt. She. This is a great shirt. It said, I'd risk COVID-19 to see you. Is that what it's how it says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm going so, but she's going somewhere with people who are weird. So she's wearing a different shirt. All right, bye, baby. I love you. Thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you. Soon. <laughs> okay, bye, Howie. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye, bye. Uh, and with that, we're done too. So, bye, honey. I love you. Um, uh, it's a town full of losers, and we're pulling out of here to win. Sorry, I said I'll I'll sign off with a uh, a song lyric every day, and that's the one that came to my mind. I'll see you tomorrow, and we'll leave the losers behind. All right. Bye, everyone. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Now it's all about voting rights. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, in a caucus memo, said that he will push through the filibuster and proceed with voting rights legislation using a procedure known as messages between the houses. Attorney Mark Elias and the Democracy Docket explained how that would work in a Twitter thread. When the House and Senate pass different versions of the same bill, the bill must go through reconciliation in order for the chambers to approve the same bill text. Messages between the houses is a form of reconciliation. Quick note for me, this isn't the reconciliation process that would have been used to pass say, the Build Back Better Act, but another way of reconciling and combining the House and Senate versions of the bill. Okay, back to the Twitter thread. So here's what happens. When chambers disagree on bill text, they can send it back and forth to each other with revisions until a final text is agreed upon. Once the bill has been sent between chambers three times, the motion to proceed cannot be filibustered in the Senate. Democrats in the House will take a bill that has already undergone messages between the houses three times, substitute the bill's language for the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, pass the legislation and quickly send it to the Senate. Once the Senate receives the bill, it'll go to the floor for debate. Senate Republicans will be unable to filibuster debate on the bill like they had done three times prior on voting rights legislation in 2021. They will have to come to the floor and debate the bill. Now, during the floor debate, you can expect senators to give speeches about the bill and filibuster reform. Amendments can also be added. Republicans will likely propose amendments to try and remove voter protections. After senators speak, a motion will be made to end debate on the bill and move to final passage. Republican senators could filibuster that motion, but that would be the opportunity for Senate Democrats to pass a carve-out of the filibuster rules for voting rights legislation. While it's not known how long the debate will last, we can expect that a final vote will happen by Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, at the latest. That was the deadline Senator Schumer set earlier this month in a different Dear Colleague letter. 
interesting. It's an antiquated procedure, but one that's on the books. So here's where we are as of Thursday morning. Late last night, the House did approve a rule covering the John Lewis Voting Rights Amendment Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. The vote was 220 to 202, split straight down party lines. Here's how it worked. These two pieces of legislation were combined as H.R. 5746, the NASA Enhanced Use Leasing Extension Act of 2021. See, they're using the NASA bill to meet the requirement of a bill that has already gone through the messaging between two houses three times. That way, Schumer can bring it to the floor for debate without facing a Republican filibuster on the motion to proceed. That bill is expected to be approved today, Thursday, by the House. Once that happens, the House sends it over to the Senate and Schumer can start the process immediately. The Senate can have a full day of debate lasting into Friday. Schumer would then file cloture to cut off debate Friday afternoon or evening. Saturday, as required, would be an intervening day, and then a cloture vote would be held on Sunday. That's when the Senate would be attempting to break the expected Republican filibuster at a 60-vote threshold. Democrats won't be able to get there. Even if Schumer at that point tried to use the nuclear option to change the Senate rules, he'd have to go through the parliamentarian, who would simply say that the filibuster does apply to voting rights legislation. So, unless Manchenema changed their dug-in positions, this move would fail. This all begs the question, what's the point when at least two of the 50 senators who caucus with the Democrats won't support any changes to the filibuster? Well, the president heads to Capitol Hill today, meeting face-to-face with the Senate Democratic Caucus for the first time since July. And it comes two days after he traveled to Georgia, delivering a forceful speech pushing his party to pass voting rights legislation, whatever it takes. Meanwhile, the Republicans continue to obstruct any investigation into what happened on January 6, 2021. The latest example comes from House Minority Leader and Speaker wannabe Kevin McCarthy. On Wednesday, he quickly responded no to a request from the Select Committee for an interview. He called the panel illegitimate and accused it of abuse of power. Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney, the vice chairman of the committee, did not rule out the possibility of subpoenaing McCarthy for the information they want, suggesting that his defiance is an attempt to cover up what occurred that day. More bad news for President Biden. U.S. inflation rose to an annual rate of 7% last year. The jump in the consumer price index in December, compared to a year earlier, was the fastest since 1982. December was the third straight month with an annual inflation rate above 6%. Pandemic-related supply problems contributed to the slight increase from November's 6.8% pace. Turning to the coronavirus, as Omicron drives COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations to new highs, some states' healthcare systems are struggling to handle the surge. Four states have less than 10% remaining capacity in their ICUs, and five others are close to just 10% capacity remaining. Nationally, COVID-19 hospitalizations have reached record highs with at least 151,261 Americans hospitalized as of yesterday. Separately, President Biden is expected to deliver remarks today announcing the deployment of a new wave of military medical teams to help hospitals in six states. But there is some possible good news on the horizon. 
There is evidence in some of the places where Omicron spiked earliest of plunging infection numbers. Yeah, new cases in New York City flattened over the past few days after rising more than 20 times in December. In New Jersey and Maryland and a few major cities, the number is showing signs of leveling off. And in Boston, the amount of COVID virus detected in wastewater, which has been a leading indicator of trends in the past, has plunged about 40 percent since its peak just after January 1st. Although officials say it's too early to be too confident that Omicron is peaking, there is good reason to be optimistic. In South Africa, the number of cases has fallen about 70% from its mid-December peak. And in the UK, cases peaked just after New Year's and have been falling steadily ever since. And finally, 2022 has been cruel so far. Now we say goodbye to Ronnie Spector, the lead singer of the 1960s pop group The Ronettes, Ronnie Spector was battling cancer. She was 78. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is fully listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that Donate button.